host Alina and April some of the stories we tell are fun and interesting but some of the subject matter is downright disturbing sit back and And enjoy enjoy the the show. show demon houses It starts with the little noises or footsteps making you question, is someone there? Maybe a little flickering of the lights making you think, it's because of the storm. Then your furniture and personal items begin to move by themselves, making you wonder if you put that item there. You sometimes hear little whispers or phrases that make the hair on your arm stand up. You try to ignore it, but these are the signs that your home is haunted. No problem, right? You can deal with a ghost or two. You've seen the movies where you sprinkle some holy water and it all goes away. But what if these aren't friendly ghosts? Maybe they want more. What if these spirits are actually demons who don't just want to play? They want to terrorize your family and steal your soul. Welcome back this week. We are happy and healthy and ready to get the show going. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Get your heads out of the gutter, people. I'm talking about other paranormal problems. But I do love that you remembered how to respond. <laughs> but isn't that funny? That's what you automatically think as soon exactly. as you hear that. Well, for those of us who are from that generation. <laughs> that's true, I guess. The younger ones are like, what the hell is she singing? Uh, if they knew what it meant, they would be like, that's politically incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. How was your week? It was pretty good. I got uh, actually got done with my first three chapters of my dissertation and... It's sent to the University Review Board, so I'm just waiting to hear back. You failed! Yeah, I did. No. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, hello, you speak English? You, know, you, need to be- you need to write this better. <laughs> They're like, you will never become a doctor in this town. <laughs> hey, if they heard our podcast, they'd just give me that PhD. <laughs> or ban you for life. <laughs> Look, your drunk sister's offensive, and uh, you aren't that great either. <laughs> what about you? I had a good week. I watched a couple of YouTube videos on some houses, believed to be possessed by demons and then i watched um sinister one and two i actually like two better than one but they're both great uh, i've actually never seen part two oh, I've you seen the first it's one, great yeah. i i like it it's uh it's different ethan hawk is not in it you know and uh mm. see i kind of hate it when they do sequels and they don't have the same people well it makes Was it like sense. a different story yeah it's a different story oh, okay. and it's a different place so it's interesting to see like okay how did it end up here how did it right. do this oh, or whatever like american horror story where it's like different mm, stories, but kind yeah. of connect together. Yeah, but mm. they're connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. did you watch anything good? Uh, I went back and watched Demon House with Zach Baggins. I like and, that. Yeah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. the documentary and I'm going to discuss the house in more detail a little later. Um, I also watched a little known movie called Paranormal Activity. Yeah. So and it's funny about Paranormal Activity. It's to me, it's entertaining. But like, See, I can't I, believe that people actually thought that, that was like a true story. See, and I didn't find any of them. Scary or anything See, like I didn't that. Think that. I didn't think I, I they were great. It. I hate know? it when they try to like add on and add on to sequels and yes. sequels, you know, and it just they get stupider <laughs> you as, know, they, as go. they go on. And yeah. it's like that doesn't make any sense, you know. So right. um, now, you know, one that I that kept adding on 
Because, you know, they kind of did that with paranormal activity where they go backwards. Right, or, right. But, like, insidious. I thought they did a right, good job, that's a like really good prequel, job. that's, like, the prequel. Yeah. Know, it's like, yeah. It tells you the story behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, where paranormal activity, I was like, it's not scary. It didn't, right. I didn't think it was Yeah, well. see, I didn't think it was I think scary it was either. rushed. Yeah. Or, you know, but that's just my personal opinion. If you love it, great for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also started watching Paranormal Lockdown UK. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, now, yeah. It's, to me, it's better than the U.S. Yes, one, the yes. Virgin or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I also watch a goggle box, which is oh no, I've UK never seen show. that. Yeah, it's funny, um, but you know, I really enjoy the um, the UK series just because they're not as censored as the ones like shows are here. Like here on a regular TV, you you know you don't get the same kind of uh, content that you do like on cable or right. you know the pay for you know they say whatever the hell they want exactly like it's just, yeah exactly. I really en- enjoy those type of shows yeah you know? well Gogglebox they're like uh, reacting to like movies and shows and other stuff so it's really funny <laughs> <laughs> well why don't you start the show with the demon house you want to talk about sure uh, so the home I want to address is the one Zach Baggins from Ghost Adventures purchased site scene. So the Zach Baggins Demon House is a home that was located in Gary, Indiana. I say was because he has since had the home demolished. A woman by the name of Latoya Ammons claimed she and her three children were possessed by spirits that inhabited her rental home. The Ammons family began renting their home in 2011 and say that the possession started immediately. They first noticed the black flies that would swarm around the front porch regardless of how many times they killed them. Flies, no big deal, right? Wrong. It was in the middle of winter. Oh, and you know there's no flies in the middle of winter. So So they had clairvoyants come in and were told by the clairvoyants that there were over 200 entities residing in this home. Okay, hold up. That house was small. That shit's crowded. (laughs) It literally had like a front room and like two small bedrooms. Two small bedrooms and a bathroom. And then the bathroom. And then it had the basement, basement. that creepy ass basement with those that one spare bedroom back there. That all those people had been killed in or killed themselves in. Yeah, stuff. Yes. well, then had like dirt piled and mm-hmm. stuff. It was yeah, it yeah. was creepy. So um, apparently, late at night, they would hear footsteps on the basement stairs. There was only like four or five steps, which I thought was really weird. Out of the right. basement, you know, it wasn't a very well, deep basement. It was what it was is like. It had an outdoor door that you had to open right, to, go, to down go down two steps, and then you turned and went down another yeah, four or five. It was weird. Yeah, it was different. Yeah, so. Um, the basement and kitchen doors would open by themselves. Man. The grandmother says the children's eyes would bulge and their voices would get real deep just before they would get these evil smiles on their faces. And then the children would speak in demonic voices. Ugh. The kids began to miss a lot of school. So a caseworker from social services got assigned to the family. The caseworker has a story that her and a police officer took the nine-year-old boy to the hospital and the two of them, along with the nurse and psychologist, witnessed the boy walk up a wall. Now, I saw this, (laughs) uh, you know, the same uh, documentary and... That that woman was like, uh, uh-uh. they were like, "What'd you do?" She, she was, was like, like "We I'm all out. we yeah. all ran out of the room." Yeah. She's like, "We all." I mean, we, they yeah, said you walked up the wall backwards. backwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that stuff you only see in like the Exorcist stuff, <laughs> the crazy movie. Yeah. So the police officer and the social worker both wrote about it in their reports. A week after this, the police social the policeman, social worker, and a few others met the family in the home to do a wellness check. The police officer says he began to feel uncomfortable immediately. 
The government employees that had stepped into the home at some point through this whole process would leave feeling something had followed them out. Several police officers and a child protective service worker quit their jobs and moved. Man, okay, so it was several police officers that went in when they checked on the family. It wasn't just the one from the hospital. So, mm-hmm. And they said that it got weird because when they walked in, you know, that there was um, like you know, um, wet stuff on or wet and greasy stuff on, right, the, on, the, on the shades. On, yeah. It was like oil that was dripping. So they cleaned off all the shades and everything because they thought, well, what is that? And, um, oh, and the social worker had touched it and yeah. it messed up her hand and everything. Yep, and she, she felt got sick. sick and everything. Mm-hmm. So they cleaned it all up and then they closed the door and put a Q-tip in the door because that way if they, they would know if anybody opened right, it and opened went in it, there. Yeah. So they said they did that, and about 40 minutes later, they came back, and, and the was stuff open. was all, like, dripping down again, yeah. and, and they couldn't find where it was coming from. Ectoplasm. <laughs> Something. They tested Slimer it. Slimer had Yeah, because they tested yeah. it. They couldn't figure out, couldn't what, figure it out what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and what I think, honestly, is that, you know, you, you think about police officers, um, caseworkers, what do they have to benefit from something like that? You know, like why right. would they lie? They wouldn't lie. And you I mean, know? and think about it. You're going to write something like that in your report and, right. and, and have risk think- ridicule, <laughs> right. uh, you know, from because you're trying to move up in, in your work. You're yeah. not trying to get made fun of. And Well, in that case where thought- she quit, she was like, I'm oh, out of yeah. here. She moved to another state, you know. Oh, I know. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, so also uh, the younger brother uh, of this family tried to choke his older brother and it took adults to get his hands off of him because it was like he had super strength another thing the family says is the 12 year old sister would float above her bed while she was unconscious what's really crazy about this house is that everyone believed latoya ammons to be a liar prior to entering her home police officers department of children's services and priests all claimed to have witnessed the possession while it was happening to the family Latoya did have her children taken away for not sending them to school regularly. She did get them back six months later and the family moved to a new house. Okay, so that's awful because it's not like you can send your kids to school if they're walking up walls. Like, what do you do in that, you know, instance? I mean, you know, here, well, you know, I I know in the, in the, um, documentary Zach Baggins, Baggins says um, that you know she had like crosses and candles and stuff right. laid out on the ground mm-hmm. like the, there was crosses that like when you walked in right. and that kind of stuff and so I mean you yeah, know she did have a, a lot of religious relics in there she did yeah but but I mean, you know, the when the, all the workers walked in, the caseworkers and everything like that, didn't they? I wonder what they thought. Like, is this woman doing right. voodoo? Is it why right. is she keeping her kids? Is, yeah. You know, is she abusing her children? Well, right. you think you know. Like some of the super uber religious people, they they yeah. do things for their religion, you know. Then they think their they're yeah, or, exactly, and they think know. they're doing right by God, right? Or they think their children are possessed, you know, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, we need to do this, you know, to straighten them out, right? So um, a priest did give the Ammons family exorcisms, which seemed to help, but that didn't stop the weirdness in the home. The police went in and found a small dirt floor area under the basement stairs. So they began to dig. They found women's underwear, socks, a comb, and other little trinkets that made them believe it was a ritualistic burying, like someone might have been opening a portal to hell. So it was creepy because under those four or five stairs, it was just dirt, but everything else was cemented. Yeah. And so in that dirt is where they found all this creepy stuff. And then they had like, there was candles and stuff around it. Mm -hmm. Like somebody was doing 
Like voodoo, mm-hmm. yeah. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is weird, though. I mean, like, who... You know, who was living there prior to that or who was living with her, staying with her and doing right. that? That well, wasn't yeah, mentioned. Well, yeah, someone could have been, you know, come yeah. in and brought that stuff with them. Yeah. Because they had never really um, seen that stuff. They had never really bothered with it. But they never really went to the basement, they, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, Zach Baggins bought the home in 2014 and filmed a documentary in the home, which I know we both watched and, yeah. you know, w- which we're referencing. Um, Zach said that the house supposedly had tons of demons, but the big one, a 12-foot-tall goat man, came to him in a dream and blew smoke to his lungs prior to Zach purchasing the house. See, now, on that part, did you, you know, did you notice when he talked about that goat, he said he he couldn't stop him from blowing that black right. smoke into it, and he could feel it filling his lungs yeah. like he was getting sick. Yeah. So um, he knew he had to go visit this house. As soon as Zach stepped foot into the house, he received a text from a psychic friend telling him that he had just had a vision of a goat demon whose intent was to harm Zach. His friend told him not to go into the house. Okay, where the hell was this text five minutes ago? Right. <laughs> I already stepped in it, damn I already it. Stepped in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so during the documentary, Zach and his crew took turns having different re- reactions to the house, almost like they were getting possessed. The previous owner tells Zach that he had never had anyone else complain. And the Ammons family members say that Latoya is lying for all that for all the sake of the make- money making. Zach had the house inspected, and they found black mold, asbestos, and tons of other things that would cause hallucinations. Zach decided to do his own investigations, and this is where... That's where the documentary comes in. Yeah, the documentary comes in. Mm -hmm. Picks up. You know, so when I first watched this, I kind of thought that, too. I was Mm -hmm. like, because... um, you know, in the documentary. And if you get a chance, go back and watch it. It's a great, you know, hour and a half, just kind of fun, fun watch. You know, I don't think it's an hour and a half even. I think no, it's like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining short, yeah. is what it is. And whether you believe or not, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't even know if I believe or not in this one. But, you know, this this woman, you know, has this happen with her and her kids. The Her mother lives there with them. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she says the th- same thing as well. But then it's like they get a movie deal. And right. all that. It still hasn't happened. Something right. put it on but pause. But she didn't want to talk to Zach for free. That's the right. thing. Right. Uh-huh. She wanted to make money off Well, of it. and then when he got there, there were squatters in the house. Yeah. And they were like, nothing's ever happened here, blah, blah, blah. But as soon as he gave them money to move out, all of a sudden they had stories. Oh, yeah. we can tell you stories, but we got to sit down and, and you know, yeah. kind of do a contract. And they were trying to get more money. And it's yeah. like, hmm. I don't, you know, so it's kind of fishy. I but they know. knew her, didn't they? The the squatters, the squatters, I think knew so. Were like yeah, friends of hers or some, something. You know, some people, yeah. But um, you know, after this documentary uh, and demon possession, the child services worker and the police officer had been affected in their lives. Yeah, um, the documentary says that like one of the CPS workers um, had tons of crap happen to her within thirty days of visiting the home. She got like three broken ribs from, ribs from jet skiing, mm-hmm. um, third degree burns from a motorcycle, broken ankle from running, uh, broken hand. Um, and then the home inspector Zach hired almost had a tree fall on his car while he was driving home that day and choked uh, and was choking in his sleep by, he said somebody was actually like an unseen mm-hmm. force was actually doing it to him. So um, what's really uh, crazy is that like the police officer, the the one that came into the home uh, was shot in an invasion shortly after a home invasion. Right. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, it's like they, they've all had bad luck, mm-hmm. bad luck happened to them. Well, and, you know, um, his friend that came in and did the, um, yeah, the, uh, what I don't know what it's called, like the measuring, he measures the stuff. Oh, yeah. the, which one was that? 
oh, I don't know. It was this, the older guy. I, I can't remember his name. But he's been on several other paranormal shows. He comes in and he, like, measures, oh, I don't you know, know who that is. magnetic frequencies and stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy, the, the yeah. one that came in there. Mm -hmm. Now I know, yeah. the, the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, a doctor. Yeah, mm -hmm. he also got sick. He, you know, he, he actually, um, all of his organs shut yes, down at failure. the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And the doctor's... Cannot figure out what what was right, wrong, what with, was him. wrong with him. I don't know if he passed or not now, but he was. I don't know. Everything was shutting down, and and they just couldn't. Yeah, get so it. it's like everyone who stepped into the house had something happen to them afterwards. Well, what's crazy too is in the documentary that um, they uh, like when his him and his staff started getting affected, they got mm -hmm. really angry. Like yeah, angry his one camera guy, his one camera like, tried to attack him and stuff. Yeah, tried to attack him, and then um, remember fight. he told him he was gonna he wanted to go back in the house so he could break the mirror and take the glass and slice sacks throw right, with it right. and stuff. And I mean, it, he just got all crazy. But um, then like they found that he had to let him go, you know, because yeah. he was threatening to kill him. And uh, they they went back and looked at his social media. And now he's all like six six sixed out on yeah. tattoos and stuff he's, on his yeah, hands his, and everything. He got his face tattooed. Yeah, too, didn't he? yeah, it's crazy. He's all weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, oh, something happened to him. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So and then uh, Zach also had uh, his fair share or his fair share of weird behavior. Yeah, with him. Uh, yeah, and then um, he he attacked. One of his yeah, camera guys, remember? Because yeah. mm -hmm. that guy was like, what the heck? You know, he was lunging at him yeah. and stuff. And I forgot about that part. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, he had that couple that was his friends. The women, they were both kind of psychic or mediums or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so um, the and they had called Zach and said, hey, we made contact with the house that you just bought. Right. You know, we made contact with the demon. You've got to get away from there kind of thing. And next thing he knows, like a week later or something like that, two weeks later, the husband... It killed, the, killed wife the wife and yeah. their roommate and everything and i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah they just went crazy it was like that's awful yeah. you know so yeah um if some of you are familiar with zach shows you probably have noticed uh that the thick prism glasses that he's been wearing over the last couple of years this is due to his double vision that has seemed to be caused by the pain he endured while staying the night in the demon house because he did have himself locked in one mm -hmm. night with it. He was boarded in. Yeah, he they like, they, they like sealed. The door, yeah, the there's no way he was getting yeah. out. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he um he got scared, and you can see that in the documentary. And he saw this black shadow, and as soon as he saw that creature or whatever, like shadow, mm -hmm. he um he started having pain in his head and his eyes and everything, like it was burning or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so well, the next morning when he got out. His eyes became crossed, and the doctor told him he had diplo. Uh, what was it, diplopia or something like that? Diplopia, and, yeah. yeah, diplopia, and they can't explain why this happened. So um, it's a permanent condition, and now he has to wear those, those glasses because his eyes are crossed. Mm -hmm. That's awful. But but you know, in the doc, because that's like the last scene mm -hmm. is when that happened to him when he got that pain in his head and he screams. But you can hear something. Yes. Uh -huh. and, you you can, know, which is real. It's like a growling sound. Yes, you can hear. And you and can he, see a shadow. Because he was throwing stuff at it. Remember, yeah. he kind of got scared and like was throwing things at it. Like, yeah. get away. get You know? He yeah. was, and then all of a sudden, he, it just like, boom, it hit him and started piercing it. But it, earlier in the documentary, too, he started having kind of headaches and, and pain in his eyes. Remember? He yeah, said that. But was, it wasn't as bad. He was like, I just keep getting pain. Yeah. And so I think it was doing that to him from the get-go. Yeah, it was probably teasing him. Yeah. I read somewhere that after Zach Beggins knocked the house down and left the lot open, the police are bombarded with phone calls. It's a hot spot for like seances and satanic rituals. <laughs> and so the priest who did the exorcism is all irritated. And he said, he said it's irresponsible of Baggins to do that. So, you know, that's kind of a hard, 
a hard thing because you don't want anybody else to get hurt. And that that area was so awful. Yeah, Yeah. it was not a good area. Very poor, very, you know, because everything's been taken out of their jobs, everything like that. So it's a very low income community. So he was having squatters left and right, you know, and and you don't want to have anybody affected by that. Right. Well, he didn't want anybody to get hurt. Right. And he didn't want more lawsuits on him than, you know, he could handle. Exactly. And so, you know, I mean, so, yeah, rip it down. But now they're like, well, you know, now he's left it open. Well, what's he supposed to do with it? Right. You know, it's not his he fault. He already is cross-eyed now. <laughs> I know. He's punished <laughs> yeah, by yeah. Everybody he knows is punished by that went into there, you yeah. know. So I don't know. But, um, but yeah, so that's interesting. I think I think that was probably the smartest thing is to knock it right, down. And right. it's, He probably felt that was the responsible thing to right. do. Right. But know? he did, like, if you watch it to the end, he he did take some dirt with him and some artifacts yeah, that were, like, to, the stairs. To put in his uh, museum. To, to his museum, yep. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's you know, if anything, this documentary is entertaining. It's called Demon House, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime. You have to decide whether or not you believe this house is full of demons, or if this family was trying to make money. Do you believe it was legit? You know, I think I think everybody has their own truth. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think some people maybe paranormal activity is attracted to them, mm-hmm. and I think some people who just don't maybe believe or have any thoughts about it. Like if you go into some place and you say, oh my gosh, this place is creepy. It's haunted. Is this, is that? I think maybe sometimes you can create that, mm-hmm. you know, and create that atmosphere of scariness. But if you have someone who's like, doesn't think about stuff like that, that's not the first thing they're going to go to. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So maybe. But do you personally think you, be- do you believe this documentary? I think, I think something happened in the house. Mm-hmm. I think people were affected. I may, I don't necessarily believe I don't know. I don't want to say the family, the Ammons family, but what happened to the police people, you know, policemen and women, the doctor, the. See, that's um, what makes me. That's what makes me believe that there was something there Mm -hmm. because, you know, demons pick and choose who they're going to affect. Right. You know, so, you know, I that's what I believe. Yeah. You know, how about you? You know, same thing. Like, there's too many credible people, like the, you know, child services, you know, right. they're not going to What make would they shit. have to get from yeah, it? Yeah, you know, the police yeah. officers. I mean, you know, and, the, you know, the police had been called uh, a couple times during the documentary, too. Right. And he was like, do you guys want to go in? And they're like, no. Nope. They're like, yeah, there's, a, would go there's in there. like a five or 15 page report on right. this place. They're like, no, they all need the legend. So they some of them would just stay away from it. And the ones who would go in there, they found out something happened to them. Yeah. So I do believe there's something to it now for the family. You know, I, I'm, I tend to believe there's something could have happened with them. But I feel it's less than what they've than what right. actually they happened because it up a little bit. because there's money involved there's right. a movie deal that type of thing so i i feel unfortunately like they're i don't know Skimmy. they're taking yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i hate to say it but yeah. well well the house i would like to discuss is the demon house on brownsville road this home is located in pittsburgh pennsylvania and is owned by bob cranmer This home was originally built in 1910 and has crazy history. It said a former employee put a curse on this home, then a crazy doctor who lived there performed illegal abortions. Supposedly, George Washington camped with his soldiers on the property, and a conflict between native tribes caused a massacre to take place on the land, shedding lots of blood. Now, I understand the bloodshed. 
mm-hmm. you know, because that always soils the ground. And, right. and but an illegal abortion's in the curse. I would understand, but I don't know what the relevance of George Washington and his <laughs> his people camping there. You know, I was like, you know, whatever. But I don't know. But Bob Cranmer wrote a book in 2014 about the supernatural horror that his he and his family lived with. After buying the house in 1988, Bob his wife and children started to believe their new home was haunted in 2003 is really when the family realized the ghost was not friendly. It started running water, started with running water in the bathrooms, you know, in the kitchen mm-hmm. and the radio turning on at all hours of the night. They frequently saw a black, like flaw or fog, like uh, cloud that would come out at night and scratch and bite the family. The shadow would slide along the walls and floors, scaring everyone. Okay, if I'm seeing something, <laughs> right? Are you gonna scratch me? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm out. Bob also says blood would drip from the walls, crucifixes would bend and turn upside down, the house would smell like sulfur, and rosaries would get shattered when they would go to pray with mm. them. Which is crazy because a rosary is pretty, you know, right? Those beads are pretty thick, like just to shatter. I don't know, but they. uh they had the wallpaper tested, where the ones with the blood dripping down them, and it came back as an unknown substance, but they could determine that skin cells were in it. Isn't that gross? <laughs> nope. But then I started thinking, I wonder if, like, skin cells will float. You know how, because that's in dust and everything. I wonder right. if it just settles into it eventually. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I was trying to think of it logically, because I'm like, you know, surely somebody's not. Logically, where is that blood coming from? <laughs> Shut up. (laughs) There would be pounding on the walls and footsteps throughout the house. Some family members would also be uh, pushed and tripped often, they said. The family was scared and desperate, and they decided to turn to the church for help. Apparently, after a visit from the Catholic Church, it was determined that his home was infested by a demon force. (laughs) That's not something you want to hear. Nah. (laughs) We're sorry to inform you. You have a demon force in your home. Please make your donation. (laughs) We're going to need you to film out this form so we can exercise the demon. (laughs) So next thing that had to be done was an exorcism, of course. This fight with the demon went on for years. The demon was not moving out and neither was the Cranmer family. (laughs) It was a standoff, man. (laughs) So technically it's not a a Mexican standoff, right? So what would it be when it's a demon? (laughs) So um, I watched Bob Cranmer on an interview and he said that he believes the demon who haunted them was no other than the demon Malik. For those of you unfamiliar with Malik, he is an angel in hell who administers um, the hellfire according to Islamic belief. Malik is said to carry out God's command and punish people in hell. Mm. So this is who he, he believed Malik took up residency in one of their rooms, which is called the blue room of the house. He says it took a year uh, and it was a lot of work to get the house peaceful again. And there were times when the demon was winning. I guess it would take over certain rooms and the family would have to avoid them until they could exercise him out of each room, make a move each time. But he would just move to a separate room, you know, so it, wouldn't, it wasn't like he was actually getting out anywhere. Well, and it's funny because, you know, Malik in Arabic means angel. Yeah, because he is an angel. He's just an angel that God sent down to hell to work the, you know. Right, but Malik itself is. is yeah, so yeah. he's an, it's like. So it's his, like name, he's his not... name is Angel. <laughs> during the time when the demon was most active a demonologist came in and right away he says there was something in the closet cranmer cut the wall inside the closet open what they found was disturbing they say there were items from each of the previous owners of the home they also found some of cranmer's child's lego toys in the wall 
Okay, so this is where I call BS on this part of the, part of the story. <laughs> so, because how did they know these items belong to previous, previous owners? owners? I mean, I was thinking like it was more like his son was throwing his Legos down because in those right. old Victorian homes, you think about the vents; they're vents, on the floor yeah. or the, those big ones with the big openings. Mm-hmm. I feel like he was throwing them down there, and that just happened to be where they landed. I don't know. That's just me, though. What do you think? So, what did they? What else did they say they found though? Like a, an old uh, brooch with a Victorian woman on it. Well, anybody uh, could put that down right. That's what I'm saying is like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it was from the Victorian era, you know, it just, or, you know, that's what, I don't know. So I, that's why I was like, "Mm, BS Mm, on that. How do you know it's somebody's, did it come with a note? Did it come with a note and say, you know, this is the (laughs) broad. I fell down here. Someone so used to own me. (laughs) If you find my skin cells in the wall, please notify my family. You know, so it's like, oh, but anyhow, Bob still owns the home and decided to turn it into a bed and breakfast with the help of his son. And now was this the same son that dropped his Legos? (laughs) It's one of them. I don't know. He only has two rules for guests. If they plan to stay at his home, no no, no ghost hunters and no Ouija boards are allowed. So Bob has spent, has spent too many years fighting the demons. It says the house is clean now and safe, so he doesn't want it back. But my thing is, okay, if you let these ghost hunters come in, they're going to pay you more than you're going to make right. on rent at a B&B, right. you know? Well, I mean, I can understand the Ouija boards. Right. But you to don't not summon. let, like, paranormal investigators. Because or... they, I mean, they just try to talk to them. It's not like they're trying to summon or open a portal right. or well, anything Well, because like if you think about it, like, look at the Lizzie Borden house. It's a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the cemetery where she's bur- buried and people go over there. Mm-hmm. It's, like, right across the street or down yeah. the street. You know, and those people make a crap ton of money. I know. That's what I'm saying. Know? He could make way more. Yeah. You know, um... Now, there are several families who live at the who have lived at this property, you know, prior to the Cranmers, and they say that other than squirrels, there's nothing living in those walls and nothing <laughs> demonic in the house. They say he's basing his stories, his story details prior to 1988 on lies because he talked to he supposedly talked to their elderly parents who are all dead now, you know, uh. and found only a Doctor M who once lived there. So he thinks that Doctor M was the one that uh, did all the abortions. Uh, okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So what it comes down to is that Bob Cranmer wrote a book that sold a lot of copies. And, you know, he wrote about their families and they're not happy about it. So Mm, he's making money off of them. Mm -hmm. That's why. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this this whole like thing, you know, he wrote this book and everything. And it is kind of weird because he says he he did research on the house. And I hate to say this, but he was a politician prior to Uh. (laughs) to this. You know, that's a lot of tall tales there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, we know they like to bend the truth a little, mm-hmm. you know, so this is kind of, but um, I don't understand that if it was that bad, I mean, 1988 and they still own the home. Okay. Right. But if it was that bad, how did they stay that long? You yeah. know, you always hear those families that are like, well, we put all of our money into it. We couldn't afford to right. move or anything. But and as the, a politician, surely you had money, you yeah. know, a little bit, unless he was just terrible with it. And then why? <laughs> I don't know. But anyhow, there's um, I, there was a new story I watched um, um, that he, he it was on his family. Mm-hmm. And it says his wife and some of his children had to go to a mental facility to, to help them deal with this. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> if my husband chooses his book over my sanity, I'm leaving his ass. Like, I'm not right. going to go into... A mental institute because of the because I can't deal with this. But so, how do you know that he wasn't doing that stuff to them? Right to play you like know, so he could to, write the book. Yeah, you, have you ever to, heard like, about that? Like crazy. authors do that to get like yeah. the real experience or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's you know I don't know. It's sadistic. I I just yeah. I think it's so weird. I'm like some of your children it doesn't say which children mm. you know, but mm-hmm. it's probably the ones that aren't running the bed and breakfast with them. <laughs> 
they don't have any vested interest. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's different. But uh, well, you know, like you said before, you, only you and <laughs> you and can decide whether or not to believe in these stories. You know, right? Well, I, I think it's how much. Um, like you know, we were talking about like how much, how much do people actually see, and how much do they add kind of to, right. you know, make it more interesting, you know, because right. you like, can say, oh, you know, this fell off of the shelf. But if you add, oh, I felt a cold wind, then I heard something and then it fell, you know, like you're adding. Right. Like I'm, I'm always thinking when they're like, oh, you know, I saw something and then it it attacked me. Right. It's like, well, first of all, did you see it and start running and then like right. trip on a stair right. and then you scratch yourself on a nail or something and all right. of a sudden they scratched you, you know, right. the demon scratched you or whatever. So it's always, you know, and it's, it's hard, you know, um, like I want to believe these stories just because you and I grew up in a haunted house. Right. We know what it's like to have people not believe us. We had to keep quiet for years about it, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes because there's just, we know what the people that don't, that aren't going to believe, right. you know, but it's like, you know, so I, I tend to want to believe them because I know right. that feeling of not being believed. But at the same time, you're like, mm, you know, we lived in the haunted house and it's shit like that. Never, you know, we didn't have those dark entities. We didn't have bleeding walls. Yeah, we exactly. Didn't have flies. No, you know, it was nothing like that. And I do understand you, but I like like we said, you know, in a, in another episode that it, it I think it's all determined by how the people live and who right, they are, and right. if they're they're dark people or if they're light people. Right. You know, apparently and the I don't ghost mean, wanted me to be entertained because right, it would constantly turn on my TV or the radio. Right, and when I say dark and light, I don't mean skin color, you guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean like your energies. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, your intent. Yeah, like your soul, mm -hmm. like like entities or or ghosts or whatever. They know if you have a clean, clean. You know, if you're clean inside, like right. you're innocent or you're, you know, you're not out to get people. So. Right, exactly. So, so yeah, do these two stories? Do you believe in these? Like these these two haunted houses? How do you feel about the two of them? Well, like I said earlier, yes, on the first one, mm -hmm. the second one. Not so much. Not so much. But I found it interesting, you know. Entertaining. Entertaining. The reason I didn't as much as this one is because he's trying to profit from it. Right. And that's my problem is that when you have this kind of stuff, when you try so hard to profit off of it, right. I think that kind of skews your your views of it or what you've right. seen, what, what you've you heard, yeah. what you've done. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I just, there's not enough witnesses on this one, it's just hearsay. Right. On the second one. Right. Well, because like our whole family experienced stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, except for our dad. I don't think he ever really experienced Well, he anything. was never home. He was always working. Yeah, like he so. was, a, not that he was a bad dad or anything. <laughs> he, was a great, he was a great dad, but he was always working, really. Yeah. And I mean, he's deaf in one ear, so he probably wouldn't even hear it if, right. they were, <laughs> if the ghosts were talking to him on that side, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean, you know, so the, the four of us did, the four mm -hmm. of us ladies did. And, and so, yeah, but that's the thing like it's just him talking about it his mm -hmm. kids and his wife don't i mean i i didn't i couldn't see if I, if his wife was still married to him or what mm -hmm. i mean i don't know but i know i'd be out if i'd be right if, I'd be like, if he oh, was hell yeah, no. putting that yeah. over you mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know what yeah. about do you believe the second one um i think i'm kind of like you i think his, i think his maybe his intent you know in the beginning was oh this is a really cool house you know and maybe 
it was there wasn't really a story behind it. So maybe he decided to make a story about it mm-hmm. or started doing research. And yeah. then in his head, he got it. Oh, yeah. Well, I heard this noise. Right. right. Yeah. Or like I said, he was just trying to create a history behind it because there was no I mean, I've never seen a picture of the house. I mean, maybe it's cool looking. I don't know. It, no, It's just like an older uh, home. It's um I don't even know what the style is called. It's not quite Victorian. Inside it looks Victorian, but on the outside it doesn't. Yeah. It's very East Coast-like oh, or whatever. Looking, yeah. So, yeah. Well, like, you know, there's a the house where they film American Horror Story, you know, the first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that house is really freaking creepy. Like, yeah. on the outside and <laughs> on the inside. It does look creepy as yeah. hell. But... Yeah, you know, like I said, maybe this one does was, not. This one looks yeah, like you maybe know, he was just trying to create a history about it, and that's what he came up with. You know? I don't know, yeah, because create, I mean, there's no to, to generate revenue. <laughs> <laughs> I know because there's no. So real... he's obviously a failed politician. <laughs> nope, I think he was like a councilman or a congressman, oh, or I don't even know. I can't, I can't remember now. <laughs> but, um, but I just think you know it was kind of, I don't know, it, it. it you know, he retired from that. I think he needed mm-hmm. something to do. Something to do. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, most politicians and stuff enjoy the attention. Right. You know, I think, and I think yeah. when you get, you know, when they go from nothing, no, or from all that intention, no intention, yeah. I think they need something, you right. know, so I don't know. It's just me, but, you know, no hard, I mean, no. No hard feelings if you're a politician. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him personally, so I don't know what kind of person he is. But this is just my, you know, opinion. So, well, I'm going to call him and ask him, "Can we stay for free?" <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you know if it's really haunted or not. <laughs> well, that's it for today's show. Don't forget to take a look at our website, hairraisinghorror.com, and get that social media and follow us at HRH Stories on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and then ha- uh, we're getting ready to have a contest on Twitter in about two weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, get ready. Go and like our page. Yeah, follow us on Facebook. We'll put more uh, details about the um, the prizes that you can win, the contest uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have a fantastic week. And remember, keep, keep it, it creepy. creepy.